I want to go back today to a topic we haven't covered for a few months now, but it is really, really important. It's crucial, actually. And I'm realizing this is a big problem at the moment because I'm noticing in the comment section, I'm noticing in the private community, a lot of the questions and the challenges that I guess people are having right now is what to do about personal debt. Now, in future videos, I'll talk about the difference between good debt and bad debt. However, I, I really do think that pretty much all debt is bad debt, but there are some forms of debt which aren't as bad as, as others, such as mortgages, for example, let's say that you've got two and a half, three percent mortgage rate, but inflation's running at eight, ten percent. Well, if you've got, say, three percent mortgage rate, inflation's at eight percent, you are making a five percent spread or a five percent profit on the house you own, for example. So that's what I mean when I say some forms of debt are better than others, but there isn't really any such thing as good debt. Because we all know the proverb, the debtor is slave to the lender, and you don't want to be a slave to anyone when it comes to your money and your financial freedom. But I do want to talk about something which I think is quite worrying. So you may recall in 2021 and the latter part of 2020, I talked about how this was a very positive thing that people were using stimulus checks and furlough and all these other um, government grants, although <laughs> that's a very loose words to say that, that the currency was created out of thin air, which has now led on to some of the inflation we're seeing. There's no such thing as a free lunch, ladies and gentlemen. But one of the things anyway that I was talking about with all of that was how people were taking some of this currency or money, if you want to call it that, and they were paying down their bad debts. So credit cards in particular, which are the worst possible things that you can ever own. So if you don't want to watch the whole video and you want to know my thoughts on credit cards, get rid of them. You, you do not need these things. You do not need credit cards, especially I would say it's an American thing. You know, when I speak to American people, they always talk about, oh, Neil, I'm, uh, credit cards are so great. They help with your credit rating. They help you with this. If I ever need a mortgage, you know, this will help me and, and all this other stuff. And yet I look at the credit card debt in America and even with some of the positives that people often tell me and why they have these credit cards, the negatives outweigh all the positives 10 to 1. In fact, I just want to show you on the shared screen here a second. So right now, uh, we already talked about this, the United States national debt passed 30 trillion dollars this year, which is just insane. But if we look at the sort of personal debt levels here, for the first time in pretty much US history, credit card debt has now passed one trillion dollars. Now, let me tell you why that is so serious and why I want to bring this up. People were paying down their credit card debts. They were getting these very high APR uh, credit cards down. They were just getting rid of them. Very good. It's a great thing to do. You do not want, uh, in fact, let me give you an example here. Let's say you had something like $10,000 on a credit card. So that was your debt. And your interest rate was 18%. So I think 18% is sort of like the magic number on a break even. If you just pay the minimum payment every single month on that $10,000 you owe at 18%, at the end of the year, you will have made almost no progress. And this is why a lot of younger people, and I always tell the younger people, and for those of you watching, make sure you educate your children, your grandchildren, anyone who you know has all of these credit cards. The average American has four credit cards now, which is baffling to me. 
But I know some some of you watching will say, I've got 20 credit cards. And you see these YouTubers with their, you know, their big, they unwrap this thing and it's all like 20 different, 30 different credit cards going on there. I don't see that as a, you know, a claim to fame at all. I see that as a very negative thing. But you need to educate the younger people about these credit cards because I cannot tell you the amount of time people contact me and say, Neil, I've got all this credit card debt. I've got 30,000, 40,000. I've got 100,000 student loan debt. I've got this debt. I've got that debt. A lot of time I ask, what, how did you accumulate this debt? Oh, I can't, you know, remember really. It was just, you know, buying this, buying that, new pair of trainers, new shirt here, going out for dinner, going, you know, all this sort of stuff. And it really is turning the younger generation into debt slaves, or as I covered in a previous video, debt junkies, because they get addicted to this media frenzy around you've got to have all the, you know, the latest stuff. And you've probably seen in the news, in fact, I covered it a year ago, but it's become prominent again now. A year ago, Visa and MasterCard were going to raise their rates massively so they could increase their their profits. So it was around about March of 2021 it was announced, but of course the public outcry was uh, tremendous saying, how can you do this at a time when people are really struggling, we're in the middle of a pandemic or plandemic, whatever you want to uh, call it, depending on the viewer here. And Visa and MasterCard basically eventually they didn't back down, but they said, okay, we'll delay it by a year. Now you look at some of the proposals that they're talking about, they're talking about going from 0.3% for the UK, for example, up to 1.5%, increasing some of the merchant fees. Now, a lot of people misinterpret this and don't understand it. And they say, yeah, but Neil, you know, it's the merchants, it's the businesses that are going to pay. No, of course it isn't the businesses that are going to pay. I cover this all the time. Businesses are there to make a profit. So what do they do when their input costs or their credit card merchant costs um, go up? they pass it on to the, the consumer. Now, I did some rough calculations and it looks as though just in the, the USA alone, and by the way, if you just look at the UK numbers I talked about there, that is a 5x increase or a 500% increase in their fees. And I'll tell you why that's so outrageous in a minute. But if you just look at the US numbers, that is more than $340 million in extra profit that Visa and MasterCard would make. Now you may think, well, what sort of profits are they making, Neil? Do they need these extra profits? Well, let's go to the shared screen again and let's take a look. Actually trying to get to the root of MasterCard was a little more difficult, but Visa is very easy to look at their key statistics here. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? $10.4 trillion. Yes, that is a T, not an M or a B up 18% from prior year. So this is 2021, by the way. Let me just add that. Total revenues, 24 billion. Their net income, this is the number you wanna see. Their net income, 12.3 billion. And of that, what did they do? Well, they used 11.5 to pay out dividends on, on the stock and also to do my least favorite, share buybacks. Now I did actually find some of the numbers on MasterCard. If you want to go and look at it, not quite as strong as Visa, but you can actually dig through if you're that way inclined, you can actually dig through and you can start looking at all their numbers here. But the bottom line is these companies are making humongous profits out of you, not me, because I don't own a single credit card. I haven't owned a credit card for a long time. I have no loans, no debt or anything like that. 
And oftentimes, again, sometimes in the UK or in Europe, people say to me, but Neil, I have to, and again, these are clients or when I'm mentoring, people say, I have to have all these credit cards. The more I have, the better, and it increases my credit rating. And I've showed people before my credit rating. I have a perfect score, a perfect credit rating. And people say, how? How is that even possible when you don't have any you know, debt or anything like that? Well, I did have debt in the past. You know, I got rid of it, I cleared it all. But even a little while ago when I had to do a remortgage and I went to different banks and mortgage lenders, I never had them say anything about, oh, you know, your credit rating or any of these things. When I showed my income and my assets, it wasn't even really a big question about the credit rating. They just wanted to check that I hadn't defaulted and hadn't missed lots of payments. I hadn't had county court judgments and, you know, all this other adverse credit type things against me. So, yes, I'm sure credit rating does play a part, especially in the USA where the system is massively rigged against you. They want you to, you know, fall into this big trap. But for the rest of you, I don't think you need to have all of these big lines of credit because from my experience, and and this is what I think is happening right now, if you have those lines of credit, you end up using it. Now, the younger generation are using it for very bad things. They're using it to, you know, keep up with the Joneses, if you understand that expression. They want to just have the latest thing and impress the girls, or they want to go out with their friends and they have all the latest gear. But this is just a recipe for financial uh, disaster later on. And I just want to take you to the shared screen again and show you a couple of other reasons why this is going to be so, so bad coming up. So this is the FRED, so Federal Reserve data. And this is the consumer price index. So we already know CPI, you know, is going up rapidly. It is just, I mean, look at this sort of incline at the moment. This is just going on a tear right now. But then if we sort of compare this, so you have the CPI on one side, but then you have consumer sentiment on the other side. So let's just get into this a little bit. Hopefully you can see the stats here. I'm not in the way. And consumer sentiment during the 08 crisis, well, what happened to it? It fell off a cliff as we went into recession. It only started to come out a little bit in sort of 2009, 2010. But then even after that, we had another dip right down to about 55.8 level. And then we worked our way out as we came out of the recession. Well, what's happened more recently? Let's just zoom in again here. March of 2020, when we had all of these lockdowns, consumer sentiment crashed down to the 72 level. We sort of plateaued a little bit here, but where are we now? We're back down around 63. Now, it hasn't been this low for a long, long time. In fact, it was this August 2011 sort of drop, this trough here, when we saw consumer sentiment this sort of level. This is not good. Now, when we look at what this might lead on to, employment scarring and everything else, and we start looking at shadow stats for um, alternative data and we start looking at unemployment levels and, and, and the like. Now, if we use the employment levels that we used to use or unemployment levels, it's somewhere around 24.5%. That is what the unemployment levels are. It's not this 4% that you're seeing here that the government talks about. And I thought it was really interesting, actually, how so many um, people on YouTube now use that joke that I started in the first place where you remember Biden came on, President Biden came on, and he said, I have created the most jobs in US history. No other president has created, you know, all of these jobs. And if you remember that video, I said, ha- hold on, wait a second. He didn't create any jobs. 
These were just people that left the workplace because they went on furlough and unemployment because there were lockdowns for a long period of time. And then they just came back to work. So he was claiming that he'd created all of these jobs. No, he didn't create any jobs. In fact, we have less jobs right now and we have a higher unemployment level, but people just don't realize it because the numbers are fudged. So you think, well, hold on, how can we have all of these job openings and not enough people? It's because a lot of those people didn't ever go back to work, especially the boomers. They've done really well with their properties and stocks and shares and other things. They simply haven't gone back to work. A lot of people have taken early retirement. You know, it's like all these pundits, they keep talking about, oh, well, and they have all this board and panels of all these economists. Hmm. Why, or what's going on with all the unemployment? Why can't we fill these jobs? And they're, hmm, well, I've got a theory. They've all got all these theories. None of them are, are, are addressing the most obvious thing, the elephant in the room. A lot of these people didn't go back to work. They just took early retirement. Now, obviously there's a lot more to it than that, but you know, I'm just oversimplifying it here. That is one of the main reasons. And I think once we go into next year, so let's loop this back to the beginning and, and wrap this all up. I think as we go into the end of the year and definitely into 2023, we're going to see some serious economic hardships. And I think this is not going to be just isolated to certain countries. We're already seeing these patterns that we often see. We're seeing developing nations having a lot of problems. Sri Lanka defaulted on their foreign debt. We're seeing food riots in countries. We're seeing a lot of, and again, one of the things I, I forgot to mention, I want to wrap it in here so we don't uh, lose this. When I talk about food shortages and inflation on food, I'm not necessarily saying that you're not going to be able to get food. This is a common misconception a lot of people think. Because if the, the sort of crop levels are reduced dramatically in different countries, well, do you think Western people, the richest nations on the earth, are going to starve? It's possible, but I think what's more likely is they are going to purchase food from other nations, other developing nations, who the government might be a little more corrupt. We are seeing a lot of developing nations now not exporting food. They're putting a ban on exports. But I think you'll see others that will be willing to sort of export their food. And Western nations will buy it, but you're going to pay a lot more money for it. Now, anyway, the reason I'm explaining all of this and wrapping all these points together is because if you are taking on a lot of debt right now and you've got very high credit card um, you know, balances, I would say get these paid off right away. You do not want to be a slave to the lender. Get this sort of debt. This is the worst kind of debt. I know people who have come to me who have had 38% APR levels and they just can't get it off. Well, no, if you remember, once you pass that sort of 18% level, it's very difficult. You've got to pay um, not just the minimum payment, but a lot of, of capital as well with it. You've got to do these things to actually pay it off. Just get this paid off before anything else. That Honestly, I believe that. I know that flies in the face of some other um, people who teach how to pay off credit cards and debt, and they say pay off the smallest balance first. But for me personally, and especially when I was younger and I had to pay off all of my credit cards and loans and all everything else, I went for the highest APR first and I just got that off first and that allowed me to actually move forward. So whatever strategy you want to use is completely up to you, but definitely get these credit cards paid off, definitely get them wiped out. Um, otherwise, as we go into next year and continuing onwards, I think you might have a bit of a difficulty unless you think your job is absolutely 100% guaranteed, surefire thing, I think you're going to struggle.
And I even know a lot of people that have said in the past, oh no, my house is gonna keep going up in value, I'm gonna remortgage it, refinance it, I'll pay off all this bad debt and the credit cards and the car loans and all this later on. Yeah, well, look what's happened to mortgage rates now. We've just passed five point, I think it's one, five percent, something like that. This is something people said would never happen and that I was an idiot and that rates would never go past 5% on mortgages again. It just couldn't happen and I didn't know what I'm talking about. But look where we are. Guys, get this stuff paid off. Uh, you know, really pay attention to your finances uh, as quickly as you possibly can. You do not want to be carrying high levels of debt as we go forward into 2023 and beyond. Hope that was helpful today. Uh, take care, God bless, and I will see you tomorrow for the walk and talk. See you then.